Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. This is Mike Siegel. My guest today is Becky Pettigo, a very good friend of mine. Always good to see her, and I'm glad she could do the show. If you want to find us on the worldwide intraweb, our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. We are on Twitter at TravelTalesPod on Twitter. Also, we are on iTunes. If you go to uh, TravelTalesPodcast.com and you click on the iTunes link, you can find us and you can subscribe for free. And all I've ever asked out of you people is that maybe you give me a nice rating. Maybe give me some stars, four or five. I'm not telling you what to do. Hey, maybe say a nice thing. That would improve our rating, improve our exposure, and help people find the show. It costs you nothing. It would be a cool thing to do. And if you could tell a million or so of your friends about the show, I'd appreciate that, too. If you want to buy ads on the show, send me money. More than happy to plug your product on here. And what else? A lot of stuff in the news right now. Of course, a big week with the uh, burnings of the flag and the protests in the Middle East, Libya, Egypt. Looks like my Egypt trip will wait a little longer. Still a little unstable over there. Libya, however, was never really on my list. Uh, a lot of protests over a film. And uh, so we're back to the religion thing. And people who know me know I am not a particularly religious person. Um, my father was Jewish. My mother's Catholic. I was raised with neither or neither, depending on where you're from. Um, I've been around a lot of the world, and I've been through temples, Hindu temples, Sikh temples, uh, Confucian temples, Shinto temples. I've been through mosques throughout Asia and the Middle East. I have been through countless uh, Catholic churches and all sorts of places of worship around the world. Uh, There's no corner of the world that seems to be completely free of religion of some sort, no matter uh, that the government bans it, it's still around somewhere. Uh, even communist countries, you'll find it. And now we have a Mormon running for president. Uh, and that religion's only, what, 150, 200 years old? Not even 200 years old. Uh, Scientology's only since the 50s. It's been around. And are any more far-fetched than the uh, others? Or are they just newer? I don't know. I'm not going to get into that here, but I do know that uh, traveling around the world has helped me um, see that there's a lot of different ways of thinking in the world, and I don't think any one particular one is the the one. And um, killing people over it uh, just seems bizarre and uh, crazy to me. I recall when I went to Israel, a lot of people say when you go there, you're going to feel moved. You're going to feel, uh, oh, you, did you feel it? Did you feel it when you are at the Wailing Wall that you were touched? Well, if you weren't raised hearing about it and uh, weren't raised believing in it, uh, the chances of getting moved and feeling something when you're there are pretty remote. I enjoy these places as a, uh, from a historical aspect. I always find them really interesting. Religions themselves are all very interesting to me. But let's not kill each other over them, folks. I do find the people who are the least tolerant of others and the most fundamental in their religions are the ones that really haven't, in general, been around other people of different religions and different cultures. And this is another way that travel builds tolerance. 
And I'm all for tolerance and letting other people live and believe in what they want to believe in as long as it doesn't hurt, kill, murder, or uh, affect another person in a different way. Believe in what you want to believe, but uh, don't hand me the literature when I'm in the airport. Anyway, enough of my ramblings. Enjoy my ramblings with my good friend and drinking partner, Becky Pettico. I'm here with Becky Pettigo, hey, comedian, author, non-philanthropist. Non-philanthropist. That's right. <laughs> Don't ever try to say that. I <laughs> Fresh off our uh, our show last week, we had a very successful uh, reading. Yes, we it was did. Very good. It was celebrating fun. your book, my book, "Killing Me Softly with Jazz Hands." One of the greatest titles ever. And one of the greatest books ever. <laughs> Where could people get that book, Je- uh, uh, Becky? Did you just call me Jackie? I was, yeah, I was like, because you were... <laughs> Friend of 20 years. Yes. Um, Amazon.com. We can do paperback or we can do Kindle if you prefer to read electronically. And that title again is? Killing Me Softly with Jazz Hands. See, now we got the plugs right out of the way. That's right. Now, it's odd that you are on a uh, podcast about travel because you, just like uh, our previous guest, Chip Chinnery... Not a big fan of the travel. Or is it just the flying you don't like? It's just the flying. Okay. And I would like to say that for 20 years, I flew, I traveled, I went everywhere. For people who don't know, Becky was a uh, road comic, road comic for, many, for many, many years. years. And then probably in 2002, I was doing a lot of USO tours, got stuck uh, in Panama during hurricane season. Ah. And then we, when they're like, nah, it's good to fly. I don't know who made that decision. <laughs> no, it was not. A lot Ooh, of... Hello, hello, turbulence. Let me talk to who is in charge. Captain, my captain. Yes, not good. A lot of dropping of the plane. Literally, I mean, I had an ulcer before, uh, but that was... Was that terrible. your last straw on flying, you think? Yeah, I have flown twice since. One was back to Texas when my grandfather passed, and then from Texas back to... Thank well, God I loved him. <laughs> Otherwise, I wasn't going. Or you were driving. I was driving. What, I, how, how long ago was that Panama trip? Probably 2002. So I did a lot of USO tours. And my dad's a pilot, by the way, uh, which he thinks I'm ridiculous. And my ex's dad is a pilot, so they all think I'm an idiot. But um, I didn't love it, but I did a lot of uh, – I mean, I, I, I did a lot of international travel. I did a lot of travel in uh, the United States. And I just went, I have been enough places. <laughs> I do not need to go anymore that I cannot drive to. Well, knowing that you know pilots and everything else and you see how it all works. And, yes, and no matter what they say, is it, is it more the fear or is it it's just a hassle and you don't like being cooped up or you don't like sitting it's that fear. long. Oh, it's, it's fear. It fear. is fear. Yeah, it's fear. I think it's, um, I think a lot of it is control. Like I'm not in control of what's happening. And that's why I don't drink on planes. People are like, why don't you just have a drink or a vibe? Because if something needs to be done, I got to be ready to do it. Like, and if you know Becky, she, she doesn't turn down the uh, uh, glass no, of wine too no, often. No, I do not. <laughs> or the vodka. Or if, but if, if I'm traveling, nope, I'm fine. I'm 100% sober. And really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, I can't drink. I, I, why? Because you, you know, in case they ask you to fly the yeah, plane? Yeah, in case I need to fly, <laughs> Seagull. 
I cannot fly drunk. Thank you. I am responsible. Is there anyone on this plane who dated a pilot? Yes. Whose father? I will. Yes, I can do it. Yes. Yeah, so. whose, whose potential father-in-law was a pilot? Yes. Is there anybody who could handle this situation? I am the only one sober on this plane. Let me do it. <laughs> yeah. So I need to be in control. I need to be there. So I don't do it. Okay. So uh, background. We'll, we'll go to the beginning. Amarillo, Texas. That's right. Home of the Big Texan. I've driven the right Amarillo, by it. Amarillo, Route 66, Amarillo by morning, Big eat, Texan. You eat the 72-ounce steak. Yeah. You get it. You get your name on the wall with the fixings, though. Oh, yeah. That's the catch. Right? They, yeah. So you have a roast, and you have all side, like salad, and there's all kinds of crap you got to eat. And, uh, <laughs> and people do it. It's crazy. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. But they do it. And the steak's not even really good. Oh, really? Yeah, local people don't eat there. It's not good steak. Oh, now you just blew our... Uh, we had a chance at, a, at an endorsement. I'm trying to get ads on this thing. Oh. Now I just lost the Big Texan account. But if you want a chewy roast, go to the Big Texan. <laughs> that's what I would say. If you want 72 ounces of chewy of roast. chewy roast. That's your, <laughs> that's your place. Did your family travel much as a kid? Yeah, my grandfather was in the... Oh, you mean when I was a kid? When you were a kid. No, not at all. I didn't my first. parents were divorced, and so... Oh. We went. We traveled from our house to school. Now we say your dad was a pilot. Yeah. So he he was always gone. He was well. My parents were divorced when I was young, so he didn't. He was a highway patrolman. He when flew I, his ass out of there. He flew it? away from me as quick as possible. <laughs> I got to pick up a pack of cigarettes. I'll in be back Toledo. Never. No, he didn't become a pilot till after my parents were divorced. So okay. So when I first went on the road, I was I would use buddy passes and fly on his. I wasn't scared then. I don't know. It's just, I think the older I got and then getting in that situation where the what? plane was crashing that I went, <laughs> I'm okay. Was comedy your, did you see that as your ticket out of Amarillo yes. and, and a way to see the country and the world? Just a way out and not as a way to see the country, just to get out. Was it exciting at first though? Oh, yes. <laughs> I would make $50 for the week and would be so thrilled and would be afraid at the end of the week they would make me give it back to them. Like, I was like, do they know how much they're paying? <laughs> do they know I would do this for free this and have? Cra- I would pay them $50 to do it. But no, I loved it. Started when I was, uh, started doing open mics when I was about 19. I was too young. I would sneak in. Oh, no. Didn't Underage. drink then, believe it or not. Um, and then, yeah, I just went on the road when I was 22. So what people don't really know about comedians, there's not that many women on the road. I mean, there are some. There's more now. There's more now. Yeah. But like when you were starting, there wasn't that many. No. And certainly not, you, you had to uh, shack up with guys on the road. When I say shack up, you had to share a uh, horrible comedy condo. Yes. Place you would never, if you ever want to stay. <laughs> Give me your scariest uh, condo slash motel situation. You know, I'll be honest with you. Condos, I've never stayed every because I was so young, I think, and I, I, I'm not that girl that gives off a hey, let's get hook up. I'm not that girl. So, guys, I was always like the little sister. So, everyone took care of me. I was never scared to stay in a condo unless I had to stay in a condo by myself. Although, one time at the punchline in Atlanta, there was rats downstairs. There Ooh. were rats. So, I was a little, I would sleep with the sheets over my head like that was going to protect me from a rat. But, <laughs> yeah, they can't 20, chew through a sheet. I'm like, I got the sheet over me. But, yeah, I never had a scary. Unless I just stayed by myself, that would scared me. But no uh, creeps following you back from the show, like no. audience members, no. like hey. Um... No, the guys always took care of me. Always, really? yeah. They always made sure I got home safely, or they would just take me with them, and I would just hang out. So I never had any of those. So stories. there was never that point at like two o'clock at, in the morning. You're up late. You're watching TV. You and some guy, some other comedian, they haven't like gotten creepy on you. No. Hey, we're, you were here. 
No, I had one. It's guy. Omaha. Well, you're here. I'm here. What are we gonna do? No. no that's good. No, I, I, I don't. I just don't think most I most female comics have some kind of. I don't. I just story. don't think I give off that. But I think. Well, one time I remember a guy said the next day he was like. Oh, I had this dream. He said some inappropriate, gross thing. They had a dream about me. And I was like, wow, I wonder what your wife would think about that. And he never said another thing. Yeah, I just, I don't think I give off that vibe. As you know, I'm not the, you know, I I didn't try to get work that way. I just, I'm not that person. So, Where did the switch to San Francisco come from? When did that happen? When my ex and I lived here. And then he got a gig doing when he. By here, it's L.A. Oh, in L.A., sorry. We had, he We're recording get, in the L.A. studios of That's Travel right, Tales. the studios here in L.A. <laughs> yeah. um, we went, he got a gig hosting a show and that was filmed in San Francisco. So I said, I'm not going. And he was like, okay, well, I wish you would go with me. We lived together. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go to San because of parking. Everything revolves around parking <laughs> with me. I, like, I just knew mar- parking's going to... I can't go to San Francisco. <laughs> There's nowhere to the, park. The parking's terrible. <laughs> that literally was the thing. I had been there once before, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to park, so I'm not going to go with you. <laughs> We're going to have to break up. I can't park. Um, so I went. Why, why do you? What is it with you? I. You don't like to parallel park. You're oh, bad. I can do it. You just don't like it. I just, for some reason in my head. You come I, from the land of wide open spaces. I am from or? the land of just pull right in. <laughs> and it was not. Uh, in my head, I was just like, it's going to be crazy and I won't be able to do it. I, as you know, I'm the craziest normal person you'll ever meet. I'm right. very normal, but I have my little weird things. Parking's one of them. And that's why I don't ever go to the second location. If we do a gig, let's stay where we are and drink here. We don't need to go <laughs> to another place. We don't bar hop. We don't bar hop unless we can walk. I got you. But so we went to San Francisco and I was like, okay, fine, I'll go with you. And we ended up living in Tiburon, which was across the Golden Gate Bridge. So we had ample parking. He knew my. And nowhere to go. Well, we just would go across the bridge into the city. Okay. And, but he knew that I was a little nuts about that. So he was like, well, let's find a place. We don't want to live in the city. We're adults. We'll... So we did that, and then I would just drive back and forth. And then I got used to I had to park because I would go to the clubs, and they're all downtown. And then How... I had that giant truck, and I got really good at parallel parking. Oh, oh yeah. You had the SUV. Yeah. yeah. So living in uh, San Francisco, how do you compare it to living in L.A.? And then compare it to, say, Texas. Was this a culture shock or – or just coming um, to California in general? California in general was a culture shop. Uh, shock. I, it was a shop. It was crazy. It was a culture shop. Culture sure. shop. <laughs> we could order any kind of culture you wanted. Um, no, San Francisco, I loved. And I think it was, uh, who said it? Tom Rhodes said that it's the um, graduate school for comedy. It's, it's just such a great comedy city. And at first, I was just like, very, I was very snooty. I'd been on the road for a while. And, my friend Robert Mack, who's very funny, lived there, and he'd say, well, you just have to come hang out. And I'd like, I was like, dude, I'll come hang out twice, but I'm not going to hang out for six months. There's no point. Like, I'm, I'm already... Well, you were snooty? Well, snooty in the sense yeah, of... Yeah, that Amarillo, uh, had you an know, Amarillo <laughs> attitude no, not about snooty. I guess I was just <laughs> like... I come from the capital of showbiz, <laughs> Let me tell Amarillo. You, have you heard of the Big Techs and the Cadillac <laughs> Ranch? No, not snooty, but it was just like, I'd been on the road for a long time, and I was a real okay. comic. It's like, I'm, I will come hang out, but I'm not going to hang out for six months or a year. It's a very clicky scene so but this is like what do you say mid to late 90s yeah okay yeah so it was i went once or twice and then i called for sets and i maybe twice and i couldn't get sets. so i was like f them i'm not gonna i don't care and i was just on the road and then finally i was like all right i'm home i do want to <laughs> do sets and so for some reason at cobbs tom at cobbs gave me a set and then once he saw that i was a real comic i got sets all the time so i didn't really have to in my head i went through all of that 
crap. Yeah, they knew you, they see you're yeah. not an open and micer. And there weren't, at that time, because Sue Murphy had moved, there weren't really any real women comics. So I was the only working female comic that was on the road. There were a lot of good comics there, but Paige Harwitz was there. And it was like, but I was the, the, the most experienced. So I got work all the time. So after that, it was great. I loved it. Now, was there, because of San Francisco's reputation, people assume, is there like a huge like gay cabaret scene and, and were most of the female comics, were they playing in that like gay room type thing or there's like, no, there were a couple of gay rooms that everybody played. And what was great about San Francisco, male, female, didn't matter. Everybody, we had gay comics. Everybody was just, everyone was, we were all just friends. It, it didn't really seem to make a difference. So I would do gay rooms. I would do straight rooms and, there would be gay crowds in the street. It just, you know, it was just a nice mix of everybody. So you moved back here in what two thousand or something, or when did you move back here? Two thousand and one, maybe. Two thousand one. Yeah. Okay, so if you had to choose to live in one or the other, where would you live? I would live in L.A. Oh, you would stay. Yeah, I like San Francisco, but it was so funny because we were there five or six years, and we left. I was just like, I didn't even look back. It was time to go. I mean, there's, it is a very small town city. Chicago's a little bit yeah. like that. I mean, it's, it's like, a big city, but at least in our business, you, you pretty much... You've done everything you've done you done everything you could do, and yeah. then you've got to take the next step. Yeah, so I was ready to come back. I never wanted to leave here, so yeah. I'm glad we went, but I was completely happy to come back. What are the things you missed most about Texas, if my, anything? My mother. Oh, okay. That's it. That's no, it. you know, <laughs> my mom. Anything about the, the people, the food, the, the attitudes? Ooh, I do the, miss the barbecue. Yeah. See, you're very... Yeah. See, I bring you to some barbecue places. And You've taken you, me to a good one. We have a couple. We've been to a couple. a couple, but there's still... It's the, different. It's different. What is it about Texas barbecue? It's like the... They're big, I know they're big into brisket. I know that's a, a big thing. A lot of brisket, a lot of ribs. They don't... The good thing about Texas barbecue is they don't drown everything in sauce. There's a little sauce, but it's more of just about the meat and how it's smoked yeah. and how it's... Gri- and then you have sauce that you can put on it. So it's more about... Kansas City seems more heavy with the sauce. Oh, they love the sauce. They love it. And they love to put the coleslaw. I like coleslaw, but let's keep it off the meat. (laughs) Keep it to the side. You can mix it if you want. But I miss, yeah, I miss that. And you know what I do miss, which people, because where I'm from, I'm from the plains, so it's, I mean, it's flat. You can see forever. It's it's really more Kansas than Texas and Oklahoma. It's really more Oklahoma up there. But it's just, to me, it's beautiful. There's nothing like a sunset on the plains. It's awesome. I like that. Did you ever have uh, tornadoes and stuff growing up? Did you ever get hit? We had with a lot. Of we had a lot of tornado warnings, but I never. We never yeah, got hit. By, yeah, never got hit. And by you it. had to do drills. Yeah, we did up. drills in school. Yeah. Got under the desk. Your head between your yeah. knees and like that was going to help, but we did <laughs> yeah. it. Get under this little plywood desk. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of those. I hadn't thought about that. Where you go in the hallway? Yeah, yeah. Remember you'd have away to, from all the windows. And I, yeah, I always felt mm-hmm. uh, important. You had to open the window so the pressure didn't make the building explode, and you'd go in the against the lockers. <laughs> I remember all that. And those old uh, like farmhouses that had that basement, you know, the, oh, the basement yeah. doors the that would wooden, open up outside. The doors, yeah. And yeah. my aunt was crazy. She was so scared of tornadoes, and she had a. Ba- she they always had to have a house with a basement. And anytime there would be a warning, she'd call the house and go, "You kids, get over here." It's like we're, my mother would be like, "We're not coming over. <laughs> we're fine. We're not." But she always wanted us to come. And- what does your mom think of California? 
Mm. I mean, does she think it, it's uh, full of weirdos? No, she loves it. Okay. Yeah, they come out here and visit. They've been twice. And, and all she ever talks about when they're here is when something happens to my stepdad, she's moving here. And he's like, hey, I'm not dead. But she's like, I know. <laughs> I can just, hear you. Yeah, but she's just like, if something happens, I'm moving out here with him. I'm like, okay, well, you know you're not living with me. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, you're more than welcome, but you ain't living with me. But she's always talking about when my dad dies that she's she's out here. He's like, I'm not dead yet. Are they both retired? No, just my mom just retired. Okay, so he's still working. Your mm-hmm. stepdad? Yeah. Oh, what does he do? He's an attorney, but he's also an author. He Wow. Yeah, he had a book published that UT uses as a as a book. <laughs> well, <laughs> a book in their classrooms. He's he smart book than me. that they actually use as a book. As a book. He's like smarter. a source material like uh, a textbook. textbook. That's yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah a okay. textbook and they just reissued it. And he's so funny and I called him I was like, "Well, what well, my mom called me. She said they just sent him five paperbacks." And I said, "Well, that means they're probably reissuing it." What's did he call him? Well, no. So I called him. I'm like, why don't you call them? Well, I don't know what they're going to – I go, it's your book. Call him. See? <laughs> so now like, he's getting a website. It's really cute. I gave him a list of homework, things he needs to do. <laughs> what, he, did, what did they think of your book? Oh, they can't see it. <gasps> oh, you didn't – they surely know about it. Well, they know about it, but they don't – there's a little language. It's not dirty, but my parents are very uh, religious. Oh. And there are certain things they don't like. So I just said to my mom – you know, it's just better if you don't read it because I know what'll embarrass you and what won't. So, well, you and, talk about her a little bit in it, don't you? Don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, but not bad. I mean, but there's no, just I know. there's just you've read. It's just some there's some language and there's situations that I know would embarrass her. So I said, just don't read it. You they don't want to hear about you drinking alone in gay bars. Yeah, they don't want to know that. <laughs> um, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm just safe. I thought in yeah. gay bars. <laughs> no, but I just know. And even the title has where it's essays, blogs, and other yeah. crap. Like my mind, even crap. They would no, wouldn't like the word crap. Oh wow! She would not that, be. She wouldn't mind as much as he would. Okay. So I'm just like, let's just. Well, that's why I'm surprised that she liked it so much out here when it's so like. Well, but she's not. She just likes the weather and she likes being around me. Okay, that's so, cute. Yeah, she's very. Uh, we're very close, and she's very sweet, and she just loves me a lot. It's gonna be the two of you in your apartment. I smell mm-hmm. sitcom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, out of because it's so funny. My cousin just moved. Her sister's daughter just moved back in with her parents because mm. her kids moved out. And my cousin's only 40. She's only a couple years older than me. 22. <laughs> um, but she moved back in with her mom. And I said to my mom, I said, I adore you, but I would kill myself if I have to move in with you. And she goes, and I would kill myself if you moved back in. <laughs> I was like, touche, madam. We both know we cannot live together. No, well, as long as you, know, you all have that agreement. As long as you we know. We both know. Let's not kill each other. Let's remain <laughs> separate and separate abodes. So what years did the uh, USO tours start? I mean, was, was that through our friend Scott Kennedy? That, no, that was actually through the USO. Oh, okay. Don Barnhart booked all that oh, back okay. then. You talking about comedy hypnotist Don Barnhart? He was not a hypnotist back then. Oh, no, now he is. Because if he was, he could have hypnotized me and I would not have been afraid. And, and <laughs> I would not have been afraid to fly, Don. He could have hypnotized me into enjoying myself. Yes. I actually enjoyed the tours. I mean, I enjoyed once we got there. Did but... you go to Iraq? No, I went to... God, we went Italy, Greece, Spain. Oh, that's a great tour. Haiti, Ooh. Panama. Haiti. You know what's weird? Like, you think about roadkill... Here you think, oh, there's. Yeah. I remember uh, we were going from the airport to the base in there Haiti. Was, in Haiti, there's okay. just a dead horse on the side of the road. I was like, well, hello, dead horse. <laughs> and the driver's like, oh yeah, you see that all the time. 
So it was definitely we were supposed to go to Cuba, but we ended up not getting to oh, go there. To Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, planes not functioning. It was after nine yeah. eleven, or was no? This... It was before nine eleven. Oh, so this is probably. 2002, 2003. I'm terrible with dates. No. I never know. I know I graduated in 84. That's all I can... 9-11 was 2001. Ooh, there's a plane. Speaking of plane. Speak... Duck. <laughs> yeah, so no, I was thinking earlier. Yeah, it's like probably 2001, 2002, something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> I wouldn't even drink. Well, you said there wasn't planes working. No, that we would just be on a base and we were supposed to go somewhere else and they'd say, well, this the plane isn't working and so we're going to stay here and so we'd stay for a couple days and... So you never went to any war zones? You didn't do the Afghanistan thing? Oh, thank God. Oh, okay. Well, you got to go to Europe. That's, that's, yeah, it was that's great. the best way to do it. It was great, yeah. Was I that your first seven... time overseas? Yeah, it was really good. And I went with Gary Brightwell. Do you know Gary Brightwell? No. Oh, such a lovely guy. Just so funny and nice. And he and I just from the... I just... He was so laid back. And just we'd wake up and he'd have a beer and he'd be like, we're on vacation. I'd be like, you're right. Let's drink. <laughs> so we just drank and ate. The... Not when we were flying. I didn't drink. Oh, of course but... not. But I, whenever we were uh, in Italy, we just ate and drank. It was so much fun. Where in Italy did you get to go? Where's the base? Rome. <sighs> Wasn't Rome. Oh, maybe it was Rome. Okay. Yeah. We went to Venice and uh, Rome, a bunch of different places. And then we got to go to, uh, we went to Greece, which was awesome. And uh, See, I still haven't been there. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh. Very. Were you in the islands? Yes. Oh, that's where you want to be. We went to Crete. Oh. And we were sitting, we got there in the middle of the night. It was like three in the morning and the nightclubs, we're just sitting on the water. There's all these cobblestones and we're sitting drinking and we're just watching girls in these giant heels just falling down on the, cause, <laughs> the not because they're drunk, streets, they just yeah. couldn't walk on. The, we're like, this is the best. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was really good. So that's a nice way to you know get yeah. around. They paid for everything and it was really wonderful. So what was the typical thing? You would go, say you fly into Rome. How much free time would you have? How many shows were you doing? Like how many days would you be there? Four or five days, we do three shows maybe, oh, and great. the rest of the time they would just take us around. And one time we went to hotels, uh, or are you staying on a base? On the base. Oh, okay. Uh, but in Italy, we stayed in a couple hotels. But we went to Singapore. It was so funny because there were no U.S. ships in, and it was just like Australian troops. And yeah, <laughs> I remember like we had a day in Singapore. Sh- this is Singapore. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you went all the way there. Yeah, although you just did Europe and like the like no, Central we went America. To Singapore and. Some other places, I don't know. Oh, a lot wow. of different places. <laughs> but we're in Singapore, and uh, there's all these Australian troops, different troops. And so I literally have to go. I'm uh, Gary Brightwell and I, we never – was Alonzo Bowden with us? Well, Gary and I would just switch and sing. We'd just go back and forth. So I went out first. No U.S. troops. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And somebody goes – some Australian guy just yells out, she ain't got no tits. <laughs> And I literally just went, all right, Gary Brightwell. Good and I night, just, everyone. I just, I said, how you doing? She ain't got no tits. Gary Brightwell, everybody. And I just walked off. It was so crazy. I was like, okay, have a great day. Oh, boy. Yeah. Did you get to walk around Singapore at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to the mall. and. Did you go to little outdoor food places? Those are the best. Yeah, we ate in the food court. It was so cute because these people were trying to help us order, and it was very cute. Yeah, the and Hawker I, Centers, they're called. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. You get the best food in, like, all of Asia. There's, um, you know, there's Thai. There's, it's just a giant food court, yeah. and they're all over the cities. And it's like a Thai, Chinese, Malaysian, you know, everything, and yeah, everything. Yeah, they just help us and order. it's so great. It was so good. And mm. then you see those little pictures of... 
like a soldier shooting someone in the head if they spit gum on the ground. <laughs> Just like, let's not spit gum out. Oh, and we went to uh, some island. What was the name? Of, what was the name of the island? Where it's like a top secret nobody even knows it's it was like there. the Marshall Islands? Yeah, it was a Marshall Island. So we're like okay. on this little island that's not even... It's just a base. It's just... Yeah, that's it's all just the a time. base. Yeah. And they're basically like, if you go on the... If you get walk on the runway, they will shoot you. I'm like, then I will not go on... <laughs> I will on, not go on the runway. I'm not going to go on the runway. But they give you these masks and these things, a mask and a, a syringe with stuff in it. So like if, the alarm, if the sirens go off, just jam this in your leg. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to do that. Like, What's in the syringe? Some anti... Oh, Bomb like antidote syrup. or something? Yeah, something. It's like if the the things, if the sirens go off, put this mask on <laughs> oh and jam the syringe in your leg. It's like radiation yeah. thing? Oh, God. And I was just like, can I just... And all the <laughs> all the bar- all the places where people have deserted, there's like one base where people were. It was just, it was really cool and yet weird. And uh, Jazz Kaner was there. He's a big surfer. Oh. And he went with us and he all he was cared, uh, cared about was surfing. I'm like, dude, there is a syringe that we have to jam it to our thighs. He's like, I know, but let's check out the waves. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not walking around with my syringe. I'm ready. <laughs> so you did a lot of these. Yeah, I did it for a long time. For someone who hadn't been out of the country before at this time, what was your first impression of traveling overseas and was it different than what you thought it would be in any way? Did you expect one thing and saw another? Or what did you learn about, like, say, other cultures? And- I, I don't think it was different than I... I don't think I knew what to expect, but I had traveled so much at that point. I was just... Domestically, though. Yeah, domestically. But I just thought, uh, it'll just be people who... I didn't know what to expect. Um, yeah, but certainly, uh, like, uh, Western Europe and Singapore and things yeah. like that, where that are just, you know, modern cities. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I mean, it's, it was a little over. Europe is modern yeah. and old, but I mean, going to Haiti, I mean, that's that the was, poorest place in yeah. the Western Hemisphere. That's got to be eye opening. Yeah. And what was really crazy. Is, other than the dead horse. Other than the dead horse <laughs> is where I remember uh, I went up and opened. This was me, Don Barnhart. And who was the headliner? I think Jeff Brown was the headliner. <laughs> Excuse me. And I went up and did a set. And then I brought Don up and he's on stage. And then this medic goes. <laughs> running to the stage and just grabs the microphone from Don and says, we have a gunshot wound to the chest. So, and we need medics. We have a gunshot wound to the chest. She just took the mic from him and Don took the mic back and said, I wish it were me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was going so rowdy. Like sometimes those those guys were just out of control. But it was just so funny. It was just like, oh my God, it was crazy. God, I can't think of it. I mean, those gigs seem to be hard is it on the one hand i hear about oh they're just so thankful that you're there it's either one or the other or it's either, but as yeah. a woman i mean these some of these guys haven't seen certainly the navy guys that have been on a boat yeah. for a while and some other women yeah <laughs> hello um, but i will say it was either really awesome because they were so or it was just dreadful or it's she ain't got no tits. or it's the she ain't we go to immediately <laughs> to my chest that's what we got to. <laughs> But, you know, it's just like my favorite, though, the first And it's not like you don't have any tits. I got – they're fine. <laughs> I'm okay with my chest. I'll give, I'll give you some Thank props you. on give that. Give me a little shout-out from a little uh, front I don't door. know how his view was from the back. Yeah, I don't know how far away at? he was. Drunk guy, Australian. I don't know what women look like there. Although I was much younger, a little skinnier maybe. That was. <laughs> I have grown into my chest. Oh, there you go. But we went to Spain. That was wonderful. I love that. And then we just – Oh, you like wine, too. Good wine in Spain. Good wine and just the best coffee I've ever had in my whole life. Oh, yeah. It was just 
Like, and the people were so lovely and laid back. It was a really nice experience. Probably that's probably my favorite place I've ever been. Did you go to Barcelona? Yeah. Oh, that's it was, good choice. Yeah, it was really not that you I, chose. I but... didn't really choose. I just went to where they took. <laughs> but if me. they're gonna, yeah, it's right there in the water. Oh, oh it was really nice. Yeah, yeah it's really. Where beautiful. did we go that? And then we went to the, out one night. It was like <clears throat> just like these flamenco. But it was just families. Like it was like an open mic, a flamenco family just get mm-hmm. up and dance. And it was just, oh, it was so fun. I went to a flamenco show in uh, Madrid and I didn't know if I'd like it or not. And then I went and it was actually really enjoyable. You that just angry get, dancing and then just, it's a, there's get, a whole story behind it, yeah. I guess. And, and you just get caught up in it. It's just, it's just so fun. You're just caught up in the whole thing. Yeah, and, it's like angry tap dancing, but with all those arm movements and posing. It's like voguing. <laughs> but with like but in Spanish but in Spanish yeah it's really cool <laughs> and Gary Brightwell kept looking at me in the middle he'd go we're in Spain <laughs> I was like I know <laughs> he's hammered we're in Spain so, and then you come back and back to Toledo and now, here we are <laughs> back in the South Bay do you remember what your longest stand up drive was for <clears throat> like I remember the longest trips we used to do out of Chicago were about I think I did eight hours, like going to Omaha. That that was like my driving limit. Really, little girl? No, no, no. But I mean, my longest was. It's got to be worth, you know. Yeah, you I was gotta, making nothing. Yeah, you know. So it just but like it's, it just the. I one time went from longer than Omaha. I would yeah. have flown. I would have flown or not taken the gig. I was in Houston and I drove to. I was in Florida down. I don't know where I was, but I was down. The pointy part. Mm-hmm. And then during that week at some point, I, I booked a um, – I got a gig in Vegas. They had a fallout, which, you know, at that time, you're like, Vegas, we thought it meant something. We didn't realize oh, that's where you go that's to That's where die. we bet. Oh, that is right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I literally did the gig, got in my car, and in the drove – In South Florida. In South, South Florida, Florida. Drove 24 hours straight so I could go home, do laundry, get on a plane, and go to Vegas. And at oh one point, God. I literally, I was hallucinating. I took those little, you know, those little truck driver pills oh, that you sure. can buy on the top of my it's head. Speed. It's all just crazy. Yeah. And the top of my head was itching. And I kept thinking <laughs> I smelled gas. I had a little Pinto. And I was like. A Pinto. A little, a little oh. 74. Yeah, I had a little Pinto. And my head was going to explode. And I kept thinking, there's a gas leak. There's a gas leak. And I just got, Yeah. <laughs> And I got home. I did laundry. All wired on meth, oh, was, driving across the country. I was out of it. And then I got home, did laundry, maybe slept for two hours. My mom took him to the airport, and I got on a plane, went to Vegas, and did two shows. And then just two shows. Well, the first night I did two shows. Oh, okay. And then and then you slept for like eighteen hours. Yeah, I slept straight. until the next two shows, and then I was <laughs> a couple days. I was all right. That's when I was like, I'll never take those little pills again. But you know, you think, oh, I can. Yeah, I was a kid. Sure, I can do it. I'm fine. Yeah, Vegas, every week I did in Vegas, it started off, I mean, there's all, all that image we had in our heads growing up, yeah, like, this is going to be the classiest thing, business, we made it, yeah. and then you get there, and of course, it's people in flip-flops and, in the show. And, oh, yeah. But uh, I will say, the first time I worked Vegas, I was in the MGM Grand at the old Catch a Rising Star. Oh, that was there. my first club in Vegas, too. And uh, Winston. Yeah, in the, big mm-hmm. show, in the big showroom, right across the uh, casino, the, for the first few days I was there, so like... I guess it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wayne Newton in the uh, in the room, oh, and the wow. uh, sound guy let us go in there and like sit in the sound booth and watch. Oh, that's really cool. So this is like the ultimate. And then the second half of the week, they had changed over Engelbert Humperdinck. 
So that's kind of cool. Too, it was great. Yeah, so I got to see really them, but the two like Vegas icons. I was like, this is yeah. so Vegas. Yeah. And then so cut cool. to like a couple years later after all the trips there. It's like, oh, yeah, every time you book Vegas, you're like, fuck, I got to go to Vegas. It's just a long week. I mean, <laughs> full second, seven days. Yeah. By the fifth day of being in Vegas, you want to blow your brains out. The first night, second show, I'm ready to blow my brains out. <laughs> I'm I and I it's weird. I never like the people. It's not that I don't like the people I'm working with, but I never hang out with them. Yeah. So it's just a miserable unless you know somebody at the other clubs. Like I always well that when we met, Jimmy Dore was working at the Trot. Yeah, I was at like I the was Palace at, Station, I think. I was at the Improv and you just were at Palace. Yeah. yeah. And, no, you weren't. You were there for a Was uh, I just visiting? No, Maybe it was I'd... a bachelor party. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we went we met at the kettle or something at breakfast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but so that's the only time it's ever fun is if you know someone oh, at absolutely. least that's in town. Otherwise, I had to bring, and then I learned to bring your car. Oh yeah, like you never want to be stuck there without no. the car. You got to be able to get off the strip. And yeah. I, I found like good hikes up in Red Rock Canyon and stuff like that. Yeah, outside of town, you just gotta you gotta get off the strip every once in a while. Yeah, or I just I literally would get up, have coffee, go to the gym, come back, I lay in bed all day until time to the show. <laughs> I know that's terrible. <laughs> But you could just close the curtains. <laughs> well, you become a vampire by the end oh, of the yeah. week. I mean, by the end of the week, I'm up till like five in the morning every night. You're up because you got all the cable and it's like, yeah, and, But there's nothing to do all day. No. And I literally would lay Unless in bed. Unless you gamble, which I, yeah. you don't want to do that. Then no. you lose your whole paycheck. I never had money to gamble. Because yeah, no. you don't get paid. Thank God they don't pay you in cash. Do you ever work with those guys that uh, get advances on their money because they're gambling it all week? No, I never really hung out oh, with anybody. And yeah, I've worked the, with a couple of those guys. Like they would get their, they get paid in chips during the week. That's oh not a good gosh. idea. That's not good. Yeah, not good. If you had to, I know you say you don't want to go back on the road, but if you did, I mean, are there certain cities that you really miss? San Francisco. That, yeah. Uh, I like Seattle. I haven't. I don't think I've ever done a gug. A gug. A club there, or a gig, or a gug. I don't, <laughs> How are the gugs up in no, Seattle? No, I think I've done a couple like one-nighters, and I just like that city, so I would like to do a show there. Oh, and Alicia and Sarah and I did a show there once the, when we were doing the Kunz's tour. Okay. Um, I still haven't been to Portland. Portland? Can you believe that? I haven't been to Portland. Really? That's the last city in America, really, like decent-sized city in America I haven't been to. Yeah. And I heard nothing but good things. It's a good, yeah, it's a fun city. I think I did one-nighter there. Gosh, That's good coffee know. country. Yeah. And Powell's book is, is there, I believe. That's and good it. wine country. Oregon has some uh, Oh, that's true. Some they good do. wineries. Yeah, I guess just Northern California I like a lot. There's no specific city. New York. No, I have to, what am I talking about? I hate New York. I, I don't hate the city. <laughs> I just never have good shows there. Ever. Oh, really? Oh, I've never had a good set in New York. Where have you done shows? Uh, my Comedy Central special. Oh. <laughs> Ow. Which is available somewhere on... Uh, uh, oh, Comedy Central. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I've never gotten this before. I, somebody tweeted me the other day. They said, oh, we just watched your Comedy Central special in South Africa. When are you coming to South Africa? Uh, can I drive there? Because I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I have a fan in South Africa, Seagull. That's great. Isn't that exciting? See, now they're starting to get cable in all these places. Yeah, they have it there and. And they also run them on Logo. Like the Comedy Central runs on Logo. And so some woman the other day tweeted, how come I'm watching Becky Pettigo on Logo? How come I've never heard of her? So I tweeted back, I know, right? (laughs) And then she tweeted me, I hope to meet you someday. Oh. That's when I stop communication. (laughs) But then before you cut her off, you go, but I do have this book for sale. Why don't you read my book so we'll have something to talk about? (laughs) 
<laughs> over coffee. <laughs> um, okay, oh, let's get back. Killing me softly with jazz hands available <laughs> on Amazon. Amazon and uh, iTunes. <laughs> Is it on iTunes? Not, Not yet. Okay. Soon. So let's get back to the uh, the fateful Panama flight. Yes. I haven't been to Panama. I want to get to Panama. Did you get to see any of it? Yeah. Yeah? What is it like? Very hot. Yeah, it's right right on the equator. Right almost. on the equator. Uh, had some fried bananas, which were nice. We went to a couple local restaurants. I was a little... I was concerned about eating. Sometimes I don't like eating at restaurants that I don't... You know, I didn't know. But mm-hmm. I had the fried bananas. That was, those were good. Uh, saw the Panama Canal. And those giant, crazy ants. What are those ants that... Oh, I don't know. It's not like a cockroach or something. No, but you just like there was a whole line of them carrying giant leaves through the yard. <laughs> I should Google that. Giant ants red, in Panama. Red ants? Army ants? No, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are, but they're supposed to be pretty dangerous. Oh, what was the question? What did you see uh, about Panama? What did you like about? It? I will, uh, can you describe it for me? Hot, other than hot and uh, big ants. Hot, hot big ants. A canal, and we didn't really leave the. Okay, we're going to go to your fateful flight. There that right. uh, that caused this that ruined my career that ruined, that ruined your career <laughs> my for being a road career comic that took me off the road. So you go up, and this is a big commercial flight. You want to say the airline, or does it matter? I don't remember what it was. Okay, was this an American? Uh, uh, no, a U.S. airline. It could have been a, and we did a lot of planes with the cargo netting, like the military oh. flights. I actually felt pretty good in those. Really? Yeah, I felt pretty safe in those for some reason. To me, the smaller the plane, the safer I feel. I know that's, that's stupid. It's usually the opposite. The opposite, I know, but I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> um, you think you can control that. You I can, can drive that one better. Uh, that one I can handle a little bigger okay. than maybe an American airline. So then we, we... I forget what the airline was, but then we end up in Mexico. So you're... De- was this a stop or you were diverted? Stop. No, okay. we go from Panama, somewhere by, and then we end up in Mexico City. Then we get on a Mexican, whatever their flight is. Okay. Literally. And Jeff's, Jeff Brown is like so comfortable flying that he's the other comic. He, at one point, it woke him up and he was looking at, he looked panicked, but he knew I was panicked. Is it just rough or is it it's just, just drop dropping? It's just dropping, just nonstop dropping. And then it okay. smooths out. And we're all looking at each other like everything, and then again with the boom. And Jeff, when Jeff looked scared, that's when I was really scared. Because before I'm like he's sleeping the whole thing, so I would always watch him. He'd be my meter of like, well, Jeff isn't. He's still sleeping, so we must be okay. And then when he woke up, he was like startled, and he was like, "We're cool, we're cool, better go." And I'm like, "Oh, like I'm totally out of my mind, scared." So we find, and then I went from there to somewhere else, and then to San Francisco. So it was just like I got to get on another plane, another takeoff. And any little bump after that, I just, I literally was shaking. I was just like, I can't take it anymore. So once I got home, I said to Scott, that's it. I'm done. Not doing it again. Well, you get over it. No, I won't. No, I won't. And I never did. Really? Did you ever try to see somebody about it? Like a, like Don Barnhart, comedy hypnotist? (laughs) Now I might, because maybe he can hypnotize me to stop But they do hypnotize people for stuff like that. Yeah, no, I don't really have a desire to do it. You don't miss it? You don't, it doesn't bother you? No. Really? Really. Okay. But as a comedian, though, that hurts, though, if you don't want to fly. It does, yeah, it does I, limit you. It does limit me, but it's also, it helps me to also pick and choose where I want to work. I'm not going to drive to Odessa, Texas, or fly into there and get it. It's like, I don't, there's, there's gigs I'm not going to work anymore. I'm not going to... I want to pick and choose where I want to work. And so it's helped me to do that. And it's helped me get off the road doing stuff that I don't want to do. I don't want to go to Omaha and follow some guy that's 
trying to prove that he can headline and trying to blow me. I don't want to work that hard. You know, I don't mind. I can do it. I just don't want to do it. Were you already leaning toward that maybe and trying to get off the road more? Yeah. And this was like, okay, if I'm going to make the decision. That helped because I this went. This is like a life decision yeah. moment. Yeah. When I went to San Francisco, when I lived in San Francisco, I realized, oh, I can do it the way I want to do it because I was working the road trying to do stories and doing doing stand-up the way I want to do it. And it was harder, and then I ended up doing a lot of stuff that I wasn't proud of and just wasn't really what I wanted to do. But you think, ah, well, that portion, that'll work, and I know it'll work. But I went to Crackers in Indianapolis, and the second night I was sitting in the back. I had two weeks booked there, and I just said to myself, out loud, to nobody, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not doing it like this anymore. Was this before or after the Panama flight? This was before. Okay. So you had already had I'd already decided that I wasn't going to do... I still like to do stand-up, and I still want to do it now, especially doing the readings and all that. I'm very excited about deciding where I want to go and doing shows, but I just just was like, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm always interested in the people who have those moments in their life when they go, nope, okay, that chapter of my life is over. And then something clicks and turns, like a switch And it was okay with it. And if you had asked me six months before that, how long are you going to do stand-up? You're like, Forever. Yeah, as long as I'm alive. And I'm, it's not that I don't want to do it. Not, like I'm doing a show on the 27th, but I'm not going to do it like that anymore. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Was there one thing in Indianapolis that was happening in the room that you looked around and went, I, uh, that was the it? Guy, well, I think it was the first show when the guy was taking notes during my set. and the, I said, uh, Like an audience member? Yeah. Okay. A comic. Front oh, row. the comic. And I said, why are you taking – like I'm having this conversation. You can't take notes during my set. No, no. I just had an, an idea. Yeah, an idea of the joke I just did. I mean, I'm literally – and there's no one doing it. Nobody's doing anything. And there's people – yeah, it's just like – and then during the – before the second show, I just was like, I don't need to do this. There are places that I can do it where smart people go and aren't jackasses. <laughs> I, I'm just not going to – I just said I'm not doing this anymore. And then did your focus go more to writing then? Or you still want to mostly stand up and then, but I'm just going to stay local? I, it was more of I'm just going to do it the way I want. I'm going to perform and do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to write a book. I just wrote all these stupid stories. And then people kept saying, hey, you should make it into a book. And then Jill eventually said, oh, no, we're going to do this. And you're going to, she sort of forced me to do it. You know, she didn't do all the other, I mean, she didn't. I obviously put the book together, whatever, but she just basically kept saying, she's the first one that ever made me do a reading. Now, you've, you've done a couple readings. Mm-hmm. It was the thoughts of maybe doing this into like a one-woman show or a theater A thing? theater, not a really one-woman show. I mean, I guess... Well, it would be. If I'm the only woman. <laughs> if I'm the one woman there, then it would be a one-woman show. But yeah, I definitely, that's the next, that's the my goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha. And a lot of driving and no flying. I'm okay with it. I like driving. I really, really don't mind it. I kind of enjoy it. I don't want to drive from South Florida back to Texas. But don't you miss the tiny bathrooms and the and the great food on the plane? No, and... not at all. <laughs> not really. Don't you miss the your security ulcer? Checks. Don't you miss your ulcer bubbling over <laughs> as you're yeah, the three weeks before you know you have to get on a plane? That's what I knew. It's like any I would book and like three weeks out. I'm like, oh my gosh, in three weeks I have to fly. Okay, in two weeks I have to fly. Like I just it just stresses me too much. Well, it's not like you haven't taken any vacations. You just took uh, one to Sedona, Arizona, where right? I drove. It yes. was great. Now we can end on that one. Tell us about Sedona. I've been there once. It's very kind of uh, it's beautiful. Very the red beautiful. Rock. You chose to go in, in the August. hottest time. Of I don't year always make the best decisions <laughs> to Arizona in my life. Uh, but it's very kind of hippy dippy. Kind of it was the it, new new agey. It as they was. Say. 
But the people, the locals that I met kept saying, yeah, we're not what everyone thinks we are. We're not that. So they know that they have that. Yeah. They know they have that. And I would say 70% of people are not like that. There. Yeah, the crystals and yeah, the uh, they're not that energy spot or whatever it is. It's like a vortex. The vortex, yes. Which I took a Jeep tour to, to the vortex. Okay. And, and describe and the, the vortex. What is it? It's supposed to be some it, kind of energy. It is, it's just energy that's supposed to be in the... The lady that the te- the Jeep tour lady really explained it well, but it's energy from the earth. It's supposed to be just I don't really pay attention. <laughs> well, because it was very bumpy and my boobs were flopping around, it hurt. I was like, "Ow!" <laughs> she ain't got no boobs. <laughs> she ain't got it. Well, I got something now because there's no. I feel on this bumpy ride. No, but it was like in what she was explaining. It's like there's just energy from the earth and just the whole thing. And you. She could say she said you could tell where the vortex are because they're just we one tree in the middle that are just that grew twist that would just be twisted. Okay, you're, you're like oh that makes that. sure why not? I'm not explaining. It's an afternoon. <laughs> it was an afternoon. It cost sixty dollars, <laughs> and she was so funny. She was like, now there was a juniper tree. She's like, do you know uh, what the bead uh, what the berries of a juniper tree are used for? I said, Jen. She was like. What? <laughs> I was like, oh, I just know that. <laughs> She's like, okay, boozy. Okay, drunky the clown, back of the Jeep. <laughs> I'm like, it's gin, that's why, what else? But is that part of you, is there a part of you, like uh, maybe in all of us, it's like when you get sick of this business and sick of like the city or the traffic or something, you look at a town like that or like somewhere up in Colorado or yeah. someplace up in like, you know, Taos, New Mexico, and you're going, eh, maybe this could be the last 20 years of my life or you something You know, up there's here. something about... Just when you're like literally being in the Red Rocks and looking out over everything, there's it's so humbling and you just do feel that it's so much more than what I am and it's so much more important than my little, I, my career. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. And you just think for thousands and thousands of years that was there. These rocks were here. And they're going to be there in a <laughs> yeah. different, maybe a little different form. But we're, and it just makes you realize, yeah, maybe I'm not that as important as I think I am. It just sort of makes you you know, reassess everything and go, eh, maybe not take it quite as hard. Well, I think you're important. I think you're important. Uh, we're friends. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Mm, awkward. <laughs> Yay, friends. <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the name of the book is Killing Me Softly with Jazz Hands, available on Amazon Thanks. and... Can we go to, is there a BeckyPedigo.com? Yeah, Becky, yes, go to BeckyPedigo.com. BeckyPedigo.com. That's and P-E-D-I-G-O. Facebook. Facebook. And uh, if you're playing locally somewhere, would you announce that somewhere? Probably on Facebook. Uh, yes. I'll be at Flappers on the 27th of this month. Flappers Comedy Club September. in beautiful Burbank, That's California. Right. Beautiful downtown Burbank, as Johnny Carson used to say. Well, thanks, Becky. Thank you. Ready to go get something to eat? Let's go eat. All right. Thank you, Patago, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.